He said it couldn't have been good men or good angels because if they were good, they wouldn't have had in the Scriptures over 3,000 times, I think it's 3,808 times, thus saith the Lord, or God said unto them, if they wrote it, they wouldn't be good men if they tried to infer that it was God speaking instead of them speaking. They wouldn't lie like that and try to put the authorship over onto someone else. So it couldn't be good men or good, God, good angels. And he said it couldn't be bad men or bad angels. Because in the Scriptures, it commands that men be obedient to God. That they repent of their sins. Turn from their past and forsake it completely. And it forbids people to be able to live in sin and have a relationship with God and condemns those who do remain in sin. Now you know that no bad man or bad angel would go out and do that and condemn themselves. So it couldn't have been bad men or bad angels that wrote it. So we only have one conclusion left. And that is that God Himself wrote the Scripture. And that's why 3,808 times it said, And God said, and thus saith the Lord... That's why Paul says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's why Peter said holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. It's a divine book. And I just want to share with you very quickly some verses in what daily Bible reading will do for you. What will daily Bible reading do for you? And I'm not going to ask for raising of the hands, but I wonder how many in this body really do have that time every day when they read the Scriptures. When was the last time you sat down and read Scriptures on a regular basis? You know, I have difficult time finding time to get into the Word and finding time to get into extra books and finding time to get into study. And I have to struggle for that time and make sure that I get that time. I'm off counseling here or talking here or ministering here or something all the time it seems like. And I have to just really make time to get into God's Word in prayer. But I, maybe if, if I can just show you what it can do for you, you'll be more encouraged to get into God's Word every day. The first thing is Psalm 119.105. It gives life. Somebody want to read that to me? Amen. That's the first thing that reading the Word of God daily will do for you. It'll give you light. Are you looking for light? An enlightenment concerning your daily walk with the Lord and what He'd have you to do. You've got to get into the Word of God to find the answer. Now let me tell you something. Just praying in the Spirit and trying to get all these discernments and all these exciting experiences are not going to do it. Following after signs will not do it. Let me say it again. God doesn't want you following after signs. God wants signs following after you. And if you're a man of the Word or a woman of the Word of God, signs will follow you. Because before long, God will speak to your heart and lay something on your heart and you'll begin to pray in the Spirit and He'll give you a word of knowledge, give you a rhema, and the signs will follow you. But don't go seeking after the signs and following after the signs, but rather become a man or a woman of the Word of God and prayer and these things will follow after you. We always put the cart before the horse. We want to see the excitement first and not the task. But God says, seek, first of all. Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. Alright? Second is 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Let me read that. Amen. It works in you to believe. It begins to work godliness in me. The entrance of the word giveth light and it begins to create godliness in your life and mine. Do you want to be a godly person? Get into the Word of God. There is no shortcut to it. 
I hope that I'm making that clear to you. There is no shortcut to godliness. Studying the Word of God and prayer brings godliness in the life of the believer. Third, 2 Timothy 3.16. It teaches me, it corrects me, and it reproves me. Now let me tell you something. This right here is one of the reasons many people will not read the Word of God. It's not like the... I mean, when you read it, it shows you what you're really like. And it'll begin to speak to you about something and you'll say, oh, I want to read about heaven. <laughs> Let me find the verses on heaven. I want to read the promises about healing. you know. And God said, no, I want you to get over here in this area of disobedience. Well, Lord, I'd really rather read something about the second coming. Well, the second coming says that He's going to come in an hour that's think not. You better be ready that you won't garment. Well, no, Lord, I'd rather read something about the, the pure river in heaven. Well, when you get in that area, it says that nothing that defiles shall enter heaven. Well, isn't there some place? And we begin to jump around trying to find something where it will not convict us. But the Scripture says it convicts of sin, of righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit does through the Word of God. If you're having trouble getting into the Word of God, begin to ask the Lord to show you, show you if there is an area there that He wants to speak to you about that you don't want to talk about. Psalm 119, verses 9 and 11, and Ephesians 5, 26. We want to read those. You were at one Psalm 119. Anyone got verses 9 and 11? Okay. How can a man keep himself pure? By staying in thy word. I have thought a lot about thy word, and it has kept me from sin. You want to be kept from sin? Saturate your heart and your mind with the word of God. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Get the Word of God in your heart to think right thoughts and to do right actions. Alright, Ephesians 5.26 They might wash and sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water by the Word. Does the church want to be cleansed? You have someone preach the Word like Paul told Timothy to do and the church will get cleansed. If they preach it without any apology and say this is the way it is. If it's rubbing the cat's fur the wrong way, tell the cat to turn around. But this is what God... When the Word comes forth with Holy Ghost power, it will cleanse. Now, I don't think I have to tell you that in most every church, if a pastor is really preaching the Word, there will be a lot of people who will come and leave. They want to have their ears tickled, but they don't want to constantly be harassed with the Word of God. They want to live their life the way they want to, but they can't do it as long as the Word of God is being preached because they'll either get in or get out. Get on or get off. The Word of God transforms and changes. Number 5. 1 John 2.14 And whoever is in Ephesians yet, Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. 1 John 2.14 The Word of God abides in you and you are strong and you have overcome the evil one. How? Because the Word of God is in them. Feed on the Word of God. It makes you stronger. Okay? Uh, Ephesians 6. 13-17. Who has that one? Ephesians 6. Okay, they take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. Amen. Number six, Romans ten seventeen. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
up here we were talking about uh, you want to be godly? Read the Word of God. Do you want to be corrected and taught and reproved? Read the Word of God. Down here, do you want to have faith? Read the Word of God. Get it hidden away in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. God is saying if you want to be what I want you to be, you're going to have to have the Word in you. It's imperative that you have the Word of God in you. Young people, young people all the way down into grade school, set up a program of getting God's Word into your heart. You, it's impossible to grow without God's Word. Jeremiah 15, 16. Well, Gothard went into a young people's group where he'd never been before and they acted really indifferent. And he said, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. No, first of all, he said, would you like to know what God thinks of you? He said, just let me ask you two questions. And he asked, how many of you read your Bible every day? How many of you pray every day? How many of you witness every day? How many of you do that? Da, 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 da. And uh, raise your hand. Very, just a few. How many of you never read your Bible on a daily basis, never pray, never do that? Da, 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 da. How many? A whole bunch of them raise their hand. So you mark the clear over on the other side. And uh, uh, just a few of them, excuse me, on each, uh, each end. That was it. Just one or two here and one or two on the other end. And how many of you just read your Bible once in a while and pray once in a while and do all that? You know, right in between there. And the vast majority of them raised their hand. And he wrote across the board, he said, you make God sick. And then he wrote Revelation where it said, because you're neither hot nor cold, but you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. You make me want to vomit. He says, you make God sick. And he turned around and walked out of the young people's meeting. <laughs> I won't do that to you. Jeremiah 15, 16. Who's going to read that? What did the Word of God to him become to him? Joy to his heart. Do you want to have joy? Get the Word of God down in your heart. How can you have joy just because the Word of God is down in your heart? You'll begin to know that all things work together for good, that you're more than conquerors through Him that loved you. You know the steps of righteous men are ordered of the Lord, that He gives your feet room to maneuver in every situation. You begin to know these things. Beverly was praying about some things last night in the middle of the night. And she, she was sitting there and all of a sudden she started writing out verse after verse after verse after verse after verse. And the, what, what was that? That was the Spirit of God raising up, bringing up all that truth out of the fountain to her. Now the next thing is to stand on that truth. It's one thing to know it. The next thing is to get it in your spirit and stand on that truth. She doesn't know, but I wrote down at the bottom of it another verse that said, Sit still, my sister, till thou seest how the matter shall lie. So. <laughs> Number 8, James 1.18. 1 Peter 1, 23-25. Praise God, he did what through the Word? Gave us new life through the truth of the Word. Praise the Lord. And what's 1 Peter 1, 23-25? The Word of God endureth forever, and this is the Gospel that was preached unto you. Now you just look over this list and you begin to see something that many people have missed. God says, get my Word and devour it, digest it, get it down in your heart. There is no other easy way. There is no other path. First of all, it'll give you light. It'll make you godly. It'll teach, correct, and reprove you. It'll cleanse you. It'll strengthen you. It'll give you faith. It'll give you joy. And it's the very source or the conduit through which God gave to you eternal life. It's a settled and established forever in the heavens. God has lifted the Word of God even above His name. Forever, O Lord, are Thy words settled in the heavens or established in the heavens. He said, 
Get the Word down in your heart. You want to be a man of God or a woman of God? It's, this is it. You say, but I want to go and learn how to perform miracles. You say, but I want to go and watch miracles. But I want to see somebody go through deliverance. But I, I, I want to learn how to pray in tongues by the hour. These things are fantastic. But you've got to have a foundation upon which these things can be built. Let's be a people of God's Word. Set up a program in your life where you're in the Word. I'll tell you something. If you get into the Word, you'll pray because it does all these things to you. The Word does it. It's alive. Young people, let me challenge you. I don't care how sharp you are. I don't care how funny you are. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how educated you are. In God's sight, you're a failure if this isn't in your heart. Hear me. You can't make it without God's Word in your heart. I know it's great to have a lot of fun, to do a lot of things and go a lot of places, but you'll fail, you'll fall, you'll miss it if you miss God's Word. One of the greatest blessings to me as a new Christian is when I went to Bible college, they insisted that I memorize 150 verses the first year in the first semester in evangelism. I thought there is no way. But the more I memorized, the easier it came. And I thought, well, why am I having to memorize all these verses? And at the same time, the New Testament uh, class, they'd make me read about 10 to 15 chapters a day of the New Testament and write out verses on it. And, and write, take commentaries, take three or four commentaries on each verse and, and write out what the commentary had to say about it. Then I'd go to the Old Testament class and they'd make me do the same thing. We want you to outline the whole book of Ezekiel and then next week the whole book of Daniel. And I thought, you know. What are they doing to me? I'm, I'm going to go buggy here. And then we'd go to Hebrews. And in Hebrews, verse by verse by verse, the study of the book of Hebrews. Then we got into NTE. And all these classes going at the same time, I felt like I was wearing my eyes out in the Word of God. But you know something? i got a foundation. So when people come to me now and say, Brother Webb, I believe thus and such, some little alarm will go off over here or I'll say amen, one of the two. Or I'll say, well, I don't know exactly. I can't remember right now what I, all the... Uh, but I've got a picture that there's something's out of kilter here. It's just about a half bubble off plum, what you're saying right now. Now, let me get back to the Word of God, and I'll come back and tell you what I believe about that. I haven't studied that for a long time, but it just doesn't ring true. Now, young people, that's what the Word says that we need to do. Get rooted and grounded in the truth. We can't be Florida trees and be rooted and grounded in the truth. I've been down here when they've had hurricanes. I've seen these huge oak trees when they topple over, right there's the root system right on the top of the ground. Now they can't do that up in Minnesota. In Minnesota, if a, a tree or Nebraska, if a tree gets blown over, the trunk snaps off. You know why? The roots go straight down. And the Scripture says that we are to be rooted and grounded in the truth. Now I want to say this to you. You say you're a Christian. Now I'm talking to everybody here tonight that says they're a Christian. And you might want to write this down somewhere in the back of your Bible. Pastor Webb said, if I don't study on a regular basis the Word of God, the day will come when I'm going to see disaster in my life, spiritual life. And you can put the date next to it. And maybe years from now, you'll pick up a dusty book laying on your shelf. An old dusty book, and you'll, boy, where's this thing been? And in the back of that page you'll see, 
Pastor Webb said, if you don't get this Word of God down into your heart on a regular basis, spiritual disaster will come to you someday. I'll just mark it down. That's where it's at. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The entrance of thy Word giveth light. It becomes joy to me. It becomes strength to me. It has a cleansing work in my life. All these beautiful things. It's the Word of God that gave me eternal life. And the Holy Spirit uses only the Word of God to make us be what we ought to be. If you haven't written it in your Bible, you can write this down. This book will keep me from sin, or sin will keep me from this book. No way around it. That's it. If you're not in the Word of God on a regular basis, you're sinning against God and you're backslidden. Now, can I be any straighter about that? I'm talking to the young people and the adults. If you're not in the Word of God on a regular basis, you're backslidden before God and sinning against God. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Everywhere God promises a blessing, He says it comes to those who meditate day and night in the word of God. And in His law doth He meditate day and night, and He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What did God say to Joshua in Joshua the first chapter? Uh, I just, just happened to think about that. Let me just read a verse to you. He says, do you want to prosper? Do you want to be God's man? Do you want to be strong? Okay. Verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper, that thou mayest prosper, that thou mayest prosper, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. How are you going to prosper? Take the word of God that was given to you through the servant Moses, your servant Moses, and you do what it says. The book, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Now how did it get in his mouth? It had to get in his heart before it can get in his mouth because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh, right? Okay, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. How much? Day and night, day and night, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Want success? Want to be prosperous? Want the blessings of God in your life? Listen to me. Young people and adults, listen to me. Get the Word of God into your heart. Now I don't mean saying, well, I'm going to set my teeth and I'm going to start with Genesis and I'm going to go all the way through it and you get about First and Second Chronicles and you just right down, you know? Such and such begat such and such and such and such begat such and such and you go, oh, dry as a bone. Don't do that. Begin to do a, a subject study if you want to. Get Knave's Topical Bible. What does the Word of God say about this subject? What does the Word of God say about that subject? Find everything it says about it and then do a little outline alongside of it. Does this, this. See what I did here? What does the Word of God do for you? It's an outline. Wow, the Word of God does all those things for me? And it behooves me to get into the Word of God then. What does the Word of God say about faith? What does it say about healing? What does it say about sanctification? What does it say about worry? What does it say about all these things? And then write a little outline and take a page and put worry at the top and fear at the top and write down below it all that it has to say about those things. And before long, somebody will say, oh, I'm so worried about something. And I'll, whoop, all it'll come. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in all things but prayer and supplication. God says it's a sin to worry, but rather trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It's bloop, bloop, bloop out. What happened? You're getting it down in your heart, and just as soon as somebody pushes your spirit button, the Spirit of God says, there it is, and out comes the Word. And you become a blessing to others. What can the Word of God, um, being read on a regular basis, do for you? All of these things. What can not reading the Word of God do for you on a daily basis? Everything that Satan wants to do, he can do to you. You see, he works in darkness and in ignorance. And if you don't have the Word of God in your heart, and let me tell you something, the Scriptures and the messages that I bring you from week to week are not enough. I've said it before, I've seen many people come into church with their mouths open like a little baby sparrow and say, Brother Webb, stuff it in. It's got to last all week. And they wonder why they don't make it. That's why they don't make it. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Workmen that need not to be ashamed. Number nine. Proverbs 1, 4, 22. Another place this says, for it is the health of my count, he is the health of my countenance of my God. See, that's true. The Word of God is like health. It, 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 you begin to study the Word of God if you have an area in the need in the area of uh, need in the area of healing, begin to see what the Word of God says about healing, and then begin to confess it. Confess that healing. Say, Lord, give me a word that I can have as a rhema for myself. What are you trying what can you give me from the word that I can stand on? Amen. I wonder what would happen to all of us if we would not read anything until we read the Bible. Hello? If somebody wants to know how to read the Bible every day, in the Sunday school lesson, there's a daily Bible reading. In all of the, I think in all the classes they have that, don't they? Yes, do you know even in our young people's Tuesday night Bible study, there's a daily Bible study. Do you want me to tell you something? But I can tell just about where the, the young people are spiritually. I can tell you just about where every one of them are. Well, I love them. I love them. I hurt for them. But I can tell you where a lot of our young people are right now. Spiritually. By what they're doing on a daily Bible study as far as even the Tuesday night Bible study thing is. What's the difference? They'll know in a few years. You pay now or you pay later. It's a law you can't break. And if you aren't willing to study the Word of God now, later on, areas are going to come, problem areas are going to come in your life, and you won't have the answer, and you go flat on your face and then scream out for God and everybody else to help you. And you'll say, Pastor, help me. And I'll say, hey, I'm a preacher, not a magician. You've sown, and you're going to reap. Is everybody hearing what I'm saying? I'm not threatening. I'm just telling you a fact of life. You don't want to study the Word of God? Don't study the Word of God. But be ready to pay the price. There is a price that goes with it. Some of you young people, when you get ready to get married, well, who has to read the Bible to get married? You wait till the problems start coming and you'll find out. And when you come to me and want counseling for divorce problems and marital problems, I may tell you, hey, go home and read the Bible and see what it says. If you'd have gotten it back there, you wouldn't have to get it now. What are you saying, amen or oh me? Okay. Love you. It's here. Open book test. You can either take it now or you can take it later. And if you get the Word of God in your heart, you will have something to stand on. Don't miss it. It's a tremendous blessing to have in your heart. Father, thank You. Thank You for the Word of God.
Thank you for the hunger for the Word of God that you put in us. And I ask that every one of us will have a hunger realizing the deep, deep necessity that we have to daily be cleansed by the Word, to be enlightened by the Word, to be strengthened by the Word, to be filled with joy, to receive help from the Word, that will feed us and cause us to be what you want us to be. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, that we're privileged to have it. When I think of those over in Russia that, that were just counted a tremendous supreme privilege to be able to receive the Bible in their own language, and here we have them laying all over our house. What a, how blessed we are as a people. But Lord, how much more important it is to get it in our heart. Help us to begin to hunger after these things and know that it's, it's going to determine what happens in the days ahead in our spiritual life. In Jesus' name we ask it for His sake. Amen.